Why is it that you can't do anything nowadays without feeling judged for it? Well, you know, that's because everybody has their own opinions these days. But it's stupid because, like, why can't I wear what I want or do what I want? Why does everyone think that they need to write an op-ed on my choices? I wish they'd keep their opinions to themselves. I try not to care about what other people think, but it does get under my skin. Well, I think that's right. And it's normal, you know, because the truth is other people's opinions can cause real disruption and interference, which is a great topic for us to talk about today because so many of us are trying to make a healthy choice or a behavior change. And inevitably, we all run into other people's opinions that aren't supportive and can even derail our progress or encourage us to quit. So today, I'm going to teach you why other people's opinions so heavily influence our healthy choices and behaviors. And you'll learn why positive change and transformation aren't typically supported by other people. Most importantly, though, you're going to find out about the skills that you need to keep focused on prioritizing your own healthy choices. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ, and you're listening to Ovia Weight Loss and Wellness. I wish this didn't bother me so much, but it does. Why do we care so much about other people's opinions? Well, as much as we all would love to say, I don't care what other people think, the reality is, at a primal level, our survival used to depend on it. So we really do care. Okay, when you say primal level, you're talking about like our caveman brain, right? Yeah. Okay, here's what I mean. Today, you know, in our modern time, we'd like to think that we've all evolved But the truth is, we haven't evolved all that much from the original survival wiring in our brain, which is to say that we all need to belong to a community or a family or a tribe to survive and help us maintain that connection that we all need to be accepted. Sure, that makes sense. The other members of your family or community helped protect you and provide for you, too. That's right. And that sense of belonging was critical to your survival because without it, you'd be on your own, rejected, isolated, and vulnerable. And that's why in our modern times, when we don't get the approval and support that we anticipate or think we need, then we react at an emotional level. And the feelings that follow are horrible. Yeah, rejection of any kind is the worst. Yes, it is. And that's why when we feel rejection, it almost feels like it's literally killing us. And so we avoid it, which means if we need to change our behavior to gain approval and acceptance, then we do it. Because we all want to belong, be accepted, and gain approval. Yeah, exactly. We all want to fit in. And that brings us right to the point. Other people's opinions matter because at a primal level, They influence our feelings and create an emotional reaction. So the disapproval or rejection is interpreted as disruptive interference. Which is why peer pressure is a thing. We feel like we need to do what the rest of the group is doing. Like when you're trying not to drink, but everyone else is drinking. You get this deep sense of FOMO and you're more likely to fold and give into the group when faced with any pressure. Yeah, FOMO, fear of missing out. That's exactly right. And it doesn't take much for that to happen. One of my friends decided that they were going to stop drinking. And his girlfriend warned us all before we went out to dinner. She anticipated that we would notice and, of course, have questions like, what's wrong or why not? And she wanted to get ahead of it so that he wouldn't be pressured or pushed to drinking. That's a great example. And, you know, that 
that's a great way for her to clear a path for his success. You know, you guys were all prepared in advance, and then you could offer supportive statements of encouragement, or better yet, you know, no comment at all. Because, you know, what typically happens is everybody at the table would have noticed that he wasn't drinking, and then it's normal to start asking him all these questions, which can feel like a, an attack, right? Normally, he'd be asked to defend and explain, hey, what's going on? What's changed? You know, why aren't you doing what you've always done? Or why aren't you doing what the rest of us are doing? Why aren't you drinking with us? Exactly. You know, and that brings us nicely to the next point to show how other people's opinions can be directly linked to our success. You know, we'd like to think that because they're our friend or family member, they'd automatically support a positive, healthy choice that we're making, and their enthusiasm would then help to motivate us to continue. But instead of validating our good choice, they push back. Right. They ask why and want you to explain yourself, which feels like pushback because it isn't automatic acceptance. They ask follow-up questions for clarification, but it feels like judgment. Yeah, it's true. And that's why it feels like disapproval. Because, you know, like we pointed out, at a primal level, we all want to belong and be accepted, which means that disapproval, especially from those that we love and care about, can feel dangerous. You know, quite literally, our brain will interpret rejection or possible rejection as high-risk, dangerous behavior. Sure, that makes sense. But let's be real. It's not really dangerous. No, you're right. It's not quite literally going to kill us, okay, but it may end a friendship or change a relationship. And that threat and discomfort can be enough for a lot of us to quit, reverse course, and give up. Which is why my friend had the right tactic, because if he was faced with all of our questions, he might have folded and had a drink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's why so many of us revert back to our old behavior or give in to the pressure of our peers and do what everyone else is doing. Or like I say, go along to get along. Okay, it's what we do. And it's how other people's opinions really do strongly influence our behavior and choices. So there are some other ways that people cause interference too. Did you know that? Sure. You mean besides the questioning? Yeah. <laughs> and it's a common problem that we all face. And like it or not, we've all been affected by other people and their opinions. So it's something that I see a lot when I'm coaching our members, which is why, you know, the coaching and support are such big elements of our program. Yeah, it makes a difference when we feel like we have people in our corner. That's right. And that's why I started Ovia. I wanted to offer people the support that they need in order to make the changes that they want. You know, but more than just the support the members get from me, it's also the support that they get from our support group, too. If you want Emerson's personal guidance, go to our website, oviawellness.com. Emerson has so, so, so much more information on every topic we discuss on this show. But on top of all that info, as a member, you get her as your coach. She guides you through the content, checks in on you, discusses your personal struggles, and tailors the coaching experience to you personally. Check it all out at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. Thanks, AJ. And I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, not everybody wants to lose weight. You know, I get that. But we all do want to be healthy. And our health is most directly linked to our longevity, which is why healthy habits really do matter. 
And if you're not ready to join now, that's okay. We offer other free content on our page, including a weekly newsletter that you can only get from signing up for our emails. We put together articles, videos, guides, and much more to provide you all with the resources you need to succeed. Yes, and I really do want to help. So let's jump right back in so I can help you deal with all the questions that people commonly ask. You know, things like, aren't you going to have some? Don't you want it? You know, what's wrong? Are you on a diet? Are, are you trying to lose weight? <laughs> well, don't you think sometimes they're just curious? Absolutely. And thanks for asking that question. Okay. And let's talk right now about the skills and the strategies that you can use to respond and help yourself with your good choices and the actions that you want to take. So first off, you want to start with minding your own mind. Mind your own mind as in like mind your own brain? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you've heard the saying mind your own business. Yeah, I'd like to say worry about yourself. Okay. And I like to say mind your own mind because you don't belong in anyone else's brain. All right. First off, you can't read anyone's mind, you know, which means you don't know with absolute certainty what their intention is. So you don't know what they're thinking. So it's impossible to blame or attack other people for their reaction. So let's plant that flag in the ground. Okay. And take note that not everyone who asks you a question is coming after you or trying to attack you or oppose your position or somehow working to change your mind. I think that makes sense. Just because someone is offering me food or a drink I don't want, it doesn't mean they're trying to ruin me somehow. Maybe they're just trying to be polite or trying to include me. That's right. You know, you don't know what's on their mind unless you ask. And maybe that's why they're asking you a question. You know, maybe they're looking to better understand you. And maybe they're not trying to push back. True. I'm actually working on detaching any hidden intentions behind what people say to me. I used to just assume that they're trying to say something else or that they mean something else by it when in reality it doesn't have to mean anything else. That's right. You know, assumptions about intentions can be dangerous. You know, don't read into it. <laughs> so let's stay on this point. Mind your own mind and expand it a bit to make a second point. Number two, keep it to yourself. Don't announce it. Don't announce a change and expect support and an enthusiastic reception. Okay. It's normal and natural to want to announce the fact that you've decided to make a change. And I know every time I decided I was ready to lose weight, I'd tell everybody, okay, hey, everybody, I'm serious this time. I'm going on a diet and I'm finally going to lose the weight and get in shape. And guess what would happen? I don't know what happened. Nothing, you know, less than enthusiastic response, if any, you know, there was almost like disbelief, like, oh, sure, I'll believe it when I see it, which feels horrible. Because, you know, the reason why, you know, you announce something or you want to make a proclamation is because you're looking for that support and validation. You know, we want other people to applaud our good, healthy choices. And we're consciously or maybe unconsciously looking for their support and approval, too. Because then we know at a primal level that we're still part of the tribe, right? Yeah. And that's also because, you know, it's easy to believe other people will help to hold you accountable too. But remember, we know that's not true since we covered that in last season's episode four, accountability and support. Yeah, but it's still a common default expectation and behavior. And let's face it, our hopes are still there. You know, we want to be able to defer our personal responsibility Okay, so 
Here's the point. And here's the reason why you do not want to announce a change and why you want to keep it to yourself. Because not only are you bound to be disappointed with their response, you quite literally are inviting other people's opinions. Right. The best way to avoid other people's opinions is to not ask for them. Yeah, that's about as direct as you can get, okay? (laughs) But I think the point is we unknowingly set a trap for ourselves by announcing something or sharing. And that's how we invite and attract other people to chime in. But even when I don't bring up my new change, I still seem to catch comments and questions about it from people. Yeah, and that pulls us forward (laughs) to the next point. Humans are resistant to change, and we also don't want to see other people change, okay? The reality is people want to keep you in the flock, or they want to make sure that you continue to be the familiar version of you that they know and remember, which is why it's more comfortable and familiar for everybody else if they can maintain a fixed mindset and hold on to the version of you that they remember. You know, they have a comfortable connection with you and they don't want to change it, which means it's easier for them if you don't change, which is why, you know, I like to say that most people I'm connected with on my social media, they may remember me, all right, but they don't really know me. Because the real live version of me is constantly changing. I'm updating and evolving. And guess what? The same is true for you. In fact, the same is true for all of us. Wow. Okay. I get that. So this is why parents and grandparents always like to think of their kids and their grandkids like they're babies. They seem stuck on remembering them as children. Yeah, exactly. All right. And this ties back into other fixed ways that our brain likes to be lazy and run on autopilot. You know, we've talked about this autopilot lazy brain in other episodes too. And, you know, the same is true when it comes to how we relate to other people. And it's especially true when it comes to our relatives and family, you know, people who've known us a really long time. They, you know, tend to keep that fixed mindset around who we are, how we are, and what we are in their mind. So this is why every time I visit family, they offer me juice and soda and all the things that I would have jumped at as a kid, but am now working to avoid. Yeah. And it's one of the big reasons why people in our lives become food pushers, you know, like how family members start pushing you to drink the soda and the juice and things you used to do, because a lot of us run into those family members who push that food at us because they think that we're still that younger, unchanged fixed version of ourselves. And they're not necessarily being horrible to us, okay? They're just stuck or fixed in their mindset. That's all. They're not trying to sabotage you. They're trying to love you and spoil you like they always have. Yeah, that's right. And that love is also on autopilot, which is great. And just like most of our family members and the people who've known us a long time, you know, they're comfortable running on that autopilot version of how they remember us and they don't want to change it or update it. Okay. Remember, you've changed and that was your choice. It's not their responsibility to change their mind. In fact, this actually brings us nicely to the next point. Number three, don't try to change their mind. Okay. You can't change anyone else's mind. So you mean I shouldn't try to continue to remind everyone that I don't like soda? (laughs) Right. Well, sure, you can remind people. Just, you know, don't push back to the point where you're so annoyed that they don't remember. And, you know, don't demand that they change their mind. All right. Because you only control your own mind. 
and your own choices. So that means you can't take it personally. It's not their intention. You know, they're not trying to box you in or misidentify you. You know, gentle reminders, that's enough. And the rest of it is internal work for you, okay? Change your perception of what they're doing. Like you always say, the only thing that we can control is our own choices, actions, and behaviors. That's true. So let it go, you know? Don't try to change anyone else's mind or recruit them to your lifestyle either. Yeah, but I know a lot of people who like to try to recruit other people to join their latest fad diets or to try trends. And let's face it, social media is full of influencers who are working to steer your attention in choices and behaviors. Yeah, okay. <laughs> those are all great points. And I'm glad that you added all those things. Okay, the recruiting and the influencing, that's all about working to change someone else's mind. And it's one of the fastest ways to invite other people to push back and exert their own opinion or preference. And you see this happen all the time. I know I see it happen in the space of healthy eating. You know, people who love something like keto, right? They're going to try and push and persuade and recruit other people to follow the keto plan. And, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be vegan or anything. It's basically in our nature to try to build a community of like-minded people, you know, basically people who think like us and agree with us and make the same choices. And uh, it's basically that flock or tribe, family, group, you know, all of that is normal. It's just people trying to have things in common. And all I'd say is if you're going to go ahead and work to try to recruit or influence or evangelize to other people, be prepared for repercussions, okay? People can push back. They're going to argue maybe defend. Sometimes they ignore you or want to even debate, criticize, or unfriend you, okay? So all of this is to say, if you want to follow the easy path and you're trying to make a change, you can avoid all that interference by keeping it to yourself. Don't try to change other people and don't try to change their mind and don't try to recruit them. Got it. Listen, I'd say the easiest thing to do is to focus on yourself. You know, that's the best place to be in your own mind, focused on doing what's right for you. Makes sense. You've already made up your own mind, so worry about yourself. Yes, and that brings us to number four. Stay in your own lane and keep your opinions to yourself. You know, pay attention to your own healthy choices. You know, it can sound simple, right? But it's not easy. And I know we've been primarily focused on other people pushing their opinions on you, but it's important to point out that everybody does this, okay? When we start a new healthy eating pattern or a fitness routine, we try to teach our friends and our family because a lot of us think, you know, we're helping by offering other people our opinion, but we're not. You know, I know I've made the mistake of pointing and, you know, here's what I mean when I say pointing. Uh, you're pointing out the changes that either you're making or you're pointing out the changes that other people could be doing differently. And the reason why this is a problem is because now if you're pushing your opinion on other people, understandably, they're going to react because it's unsolicited advice and it can feel judgmental. So naturally, they're going to either counterattack or they're going to snap back to defend themselves. Sure, I think that makes sense. And to be fair, this is so hard to do because you can clearly see the harm. It's like when my friend is dating a toxic partner and you want to grab them and tell them he's not right for you. He's hurting you. Leave him. But you can't. Right. And so what holds you back from giving that kind of well-meaning advice? 
well, I don't want to lose my friend or have them scream at me to mind my own business. Exactly. Which is why it's so odd that we all tend to give our opinions and do these same types of things to our friends and family. We all do it. But I think that's because we care about them and we want to know that we're helping. Sure. But the truth is, if they wanted to make a change, they'd do it themselves. Right. But if they can't see it... If they don't know, they can ask, okay? They don't need to be told what to do. They need to want the information first, okay? They need to ask for it or look for the info, and then you can give it. Otherwise, you're working to sell someone or convince them, and nobody likes to be sold or told what to do. Oh, that makes sense. Is that why you told me right from the beginning of the podcast? I don't want to tell anyone that they need to make a change. I want them to want to change first. Yeah, I'm a firm believer, you know, if you want to make a change, if you're first willing to change your mind, okay, change your mind about what you know, then you're more willing to change what you do. And in this case, we're talking about wellness and healthy eating and weight loss, you know, then you won't need to rely on willpower. You know, now what's transformed is that you're making the change willingly on your own. Makes sense. There are a lot of people that I care about and I'd like to help, but at the end of the day, change is an individual choice. We all have our own opinions and we all get to make our own choices. No one else gets to decide what happens with my body. I decide how to care for it, how to feed it, exercise it, and treat it. Well said. You know, that's all true. We're all responsible for ourselves. And by focusing on yourself, and your growth and change, then you can be the model for your friends and family, you know, more of a silent role model. That's all you really can be. So let's move on to number five, point number five, expect the surveillance and survey. Okay, so what do you mean by that? Let's define surveillance first. You know, I know that you've heard me say that as humans, we're pattern finding machines, which means we're constantly running surveillance and we're working to notice changes in patterns and people around us. So I consider it good news, basically, when someone notices that you've made a change. That's them running surveillance. And I'm telling you all of this to help normalize the fact that people are curious, all right? They want to make good choices too. They want to belong. You know, no one wants to be left out or left behind or left in the dark not knowing, all right? And there are also, you know, the people who think that they know you and they're going to notice that you've made a change. And that noticing, that's a sign of love. You know, they want to prove that they care about you by noticing things that you do too. All right. So there are so many reasons why people will notice your change. But whatever the reason is, it always has the same result. The survey, you know, here come the questions. So the surveillance is the noticing and the survey is the questioning. Yeah. And if someone's asking you questions, you don't ever need to answer, you know, I'd say just be ready and be prepared with a word track. A word track? A prepared response for the survey. You know, if you're prepared with a short, quick answer that you can offer, that's great. You know, the shorter, the better. Like the time when you cut off all your hair. Oh, you mean like (laughs) when I shave my head? Yeah, you were fielding the same questions over and over. Yeah, it was really frustrating. I had people constantly coming at me like, why did you do it? Why did you shave off all your hair? Like, They were mortified, and I'd say because I wanted to, and that was it, because I felt like it, and I wanted to change. Those were my answers, short and brief. 
Yep, basically, it was your choice, your business, and it was a polite response, but, you know, you don't owe anyone an explanation ever. And I'd say that's a great takeaway. You know, people are likely curious and they want to understand you. And in fact, in the case of surveillance, they want you to know that they see you and they noticed. So take that as a compliment. You know, (laughs) they actually took the time to notice and that they wanted you to know, hey, I see you. And it doesn't mean that they literally know you. It just means that they noticed you. Okay, so there's nothing to defend or protect or explain. Which totally aligns with my shaved head experience. I remember a fellow nanny approached me at the park and asked, what happened? (laughs) And when I told her, oh, I shaved it off, her response was, but your hair was so beautiful. She doesn't mean to hurt my feelings or cause me inner turmoil over my decision. She's trying to convey that she always thought that my hair was pretty and she noticed it. If I choose to look at it that way, it's a little more flattering than thinking she hates my bald head. (laughs) That's right. And, you know, people like to question or interview to find out more. They like to survey your experience. And I can imagine this happened to you with your hair after you shaved it off. People also probably wanted to know if you really liked it, right? Yeah, they wanted to know if I was happy with it. or Would I do it again? How did I feel? Am I going to keep it shaved? All of it. It's so wild. I didn't think of it in terms of like survey and surveillance or whatever, but like it's like they're looking for proof and evidence that they could or couldn't do it too because people would always bring my hair back to them. Could I pull it off? Would I like it? Would I look good with it? Yeah, isn't that crazy? (laughs) You know, and that's also why when you make a healthy change, you're going to see the same pattern, survey and surveillance. It's going to happen too, all right? And here's an example for, for myself, right? I used to bring my own lunch to work, you know, day after day, even when there was free lunch sometimes provided at the office, okay? I wasn't expecting people to notice, but they did. And when they did, they weren't, you know, celebrating me or praising me, congratulating me for, you know, good or making healthy choices. They were asking questions, all right? They wanted to know, what are you eating? You know, and sometimes people would want to know why I made the food choices I made. So what was your word track when they'd ask? Well, I'd constantly get the question, you know, are you trying to lose weight? And my answer was, you know, no, I'm actually trying to eat healthy. You know, why? They'd ask me too, like, why that food? You know, uh, whatever it was I'd be eating, like broccoli, veggies, whatever. And my answer was always like, hey, you know, well, it makes me feel great, gives me great energy, fills me up, and I feel good. And it was, that was it, right? It was super simple and easy. And if someone wanted to know more, then they'd typically start to flip it and ask me for more advice or help personalized to them, right? And that's why I'm telling you, all this is normal. We all do the surveillance and the survey. Humans are looking for patterns that we think we should mimic. And it's how we learn new behaviors, we imitate, and we copy other people. Wow, that's amazing. I never looked at it that way. Yes, and that is why they always say imitation is the greatest form of flattery. And just because someone doesn't choose to copy you or follow you doesn't mean that they don't admire you. You know, maybe it's just not their thing. So leave them alone and let them do their thing. And they should leave you alone and let you do your thing. Okay, so a quick recap I think I pulled from this is uh, first, mind your own mind. Like you can't read other people's minds, so don't try. Uh, Number two, keep it to yourself. Don't announce your change and let other people naturally notice and ask. Uh, Three, don't try to change anybody else's mind. 
stay in your own lane. Uh, and then finally, expect the surveillance in the surveys. Have a quick word track ready. That is it. Those were our top five points. Thank you, AJ. Great. Well, if you'd like more information and you don't want to wait until our next episode, good news, you don't have to. Our membership program is available at any time. And as a member, Emerson is your coach, providing weekly coaching and support. You'll also gain access to our extensive video library made specifically for our members that dives so much deeper into this topic and many more. For more information, be sure to check out our website at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. There you can find more information on our program and get our free content. And remember to follow us on social media. Emerson goes live weekly to answer your questions at Ovia Wellness. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness on Instagram and Facebook. I hope I helped you understand more about how to deal with other people's opinions because, you know, I want to be your coach so that we can work together and I can more directly help to change what you know so that you can change what you do and change your body too. My name's Emerson Lane. And I'm AJ. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow us or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And please leave us a written review. It helps other people find us too. Thanks so much for listening.